Welcome to Stand for What You Stand On, the outdoorsy person's environmentalist podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gates. Hello, friends, and welcome to Stand for What You Stand On. In this week's episode, I'm going to sit down with a good buddy of mine, Simon Grissinger, and we're going to talk about camping, hiking, forest fires, forest management, and all sorts of fun things to that extent. Now, Simon and I are both avid campers, hikers, backpackers, all of that, but equally importantly, we are both Philmont staff alumni, and for those uninitiated, Philmont is the world's largest youth summer program, with over 20,000 participants coming through each and every year. At this point, I'm going into my second summer with one under my belt, but Simon's been around for a few summers longer than I have. He's got three, three behind him and a fourth to come. So I figured I'd sit down with them and talk about the land that we love and how we impact it. One of the things I really appreciate about Philmont is the number of different opportunities it gives to see things, experience things, and learn about things that are completely foreign to day-to-day life. He's right. Scouts can visit defunct gold mines, try some blacksmithing, learn how to use a lariat, and tons more, all while hiking through some of the most beautiful land I've ever seen. But in 2018, we almost lost all of it. The Ute Park fire broke out and destroyed around a third of Philmont's land. So for that Ute Park fire, uh, it was a fire right between Cimarron and Eagle Nest, New Mexico. And so when it first started out, there were sights of just a little bit of smoke and everything. But by later that evening of the initial sightings, the fire had grown. Um, it started out being a decently sized fire at 150 acres, but within the first day, it had stretched all the way up to being 4,500 acres, um, about 18 square kilometers. So evacuation orders had to go out for all of the surrounding areas. Uh, the fire jumped over Highway 64, uh, causing the entire section of highway in the area to be closed and generally just wreaking havoc, destroying everything in its path. This was terrifying to watch unfold at home, so the collective sigh of relief when the fire was contained was just massive. Pretty much everyone involved with Philmont thought this was a -a once-in-a-lifetime disaster, but in 2022, just a few months before my first summer on staff was set to start, the Calf Canyon fire started just south of property. But that fire still destroyed a whole lot of stuff that just didn't happen to be directly related to us and what we No, did. exactly. It was a ton of land. It was a ton of, you know, like it was a ton of the Carson and Santa Fe National Forests. It was just huge, like insanely large. And this is one of the general threats that we have to deal with across the board for a lot of outdoor recreation stuff is the threat of natural disasters like forest fires. And Simon raised a point worth noting. The toll on public lands was massive. The Calf Canyon fire ended up being the largest fire in New Mexico state history, but even parts of the state that weren't burned were impacted. The Carson National Forest, which is home to Wheeler Peak, New Mexico's highest point, was closed to public use for the first third of the summer, all because of fire risk. It's hard to go out and enjoy the things we love on the land we love when there's a constant threat of destruction looming overhead. And the current state of forest health in a lot of places across the United States, especially in the Southwest and West Coast, a lot of the forests have been very poorly managed over the last century. Oh, for sure. Uh, The biggest problems we can see are in California, where the entire state is a tinderbox. Yeah, that's on fire. A century of Smokey the Bear style, only you can prevent forest fire campaigns. We've seen a massive buildup of fuels 
just filling the underbrush in a way that they can't naturally without human intervention. And because of that, any spark that goes off will automatically, rather than burning in a healthy way, will climb up to the treetops and become a, uh, God, what's the word? Uh, a crown fire. A ground fire is a necessary part of a forest's lifestyle. Over time, lifestyle, life cycle. And there is such a thing as good fire, quote unquote. Ground fires, natural ground fires, are super important for forest health, clearing out overgrowth, dead brush, all of that. Even if stuff isn't actively burning, poor forest management poses a massive threat to being able to go outside and enjoy the outdoors, but these things are preventable. There are steps that can be taken to make these spaces safer and make it so that stuff like forest fires is less threatening uh, through timber stain improvement is the colloquial term for it. So generally, that looks like going in and clearing out a whole lot of the debris on the ground that will catch fire and build up over time, as well as taking out certain species of trees that are problematic for forest fires. And I do think it's very important to have these spaces easily accessible for people, places that someone can go to go hike, to go get outside, and having them in a location that is actually accessible to the individual. I personally live in Denver, Colorado, and to go hiking, I need to drive roughly an hour at minimum to get somewhere. Yeah, and so as the general urban sprawl increases, which is just a natural byproduct of time passing and more people moving places, it does get to be an even further gap to find these places. So being able to conserve and protect the ones that we have is very, very important. We've only got one Earth. It's a tired cliche, I know, I know, but it's true. And for folks like us that spend our time out enjoying it, it's imperative that we do everything we can to keep it around. Overall, I think it is really important that we acknowledge all the different outdoor spaces we have access to and all the opportunities that these things provide and really 100%. to future-proof them. Look into what needs to happen to preserve them and keep them here. Because one of my favorite quotes personally is that we do not inherit the land from our ancestors. We borrow it from the generations to come. And that quote's a great place to leave things. We've got to remember that the land was here for a good long while before we ever were, and that if we do our part to take care of it, it'll be here for a good long while after we're gone. It's been enjoyed by countless people before us. We hike on it and camp on it now, and if we're stewards of the land as we should be, it'll give back to the generations to come. And with that, I've been Ryan Gates, joined by my good friend Simon Grissinger. And this has been the Stand for What You Stand On podcast. And, uh, thank you for having me on, Ryan. I'm always happy to talk about things that I love. Yeah, that includes Philmont, forestry, and all things conservation. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Stand for What You Stand On. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at stand for underscore pod for announcements, behind the scenes clips, and more. I've been Ryan Gates, and I'll see you on the next episode of Stand For What You Stand On. In the meantime, though, go outside.